is what freedom feels like this is what heaven sounds like we praise you we praise you this is what a living love like this is what freedom feels like this is what heaven sounds like we praise you we praise you this is what a living love like this is what Let me 
Till I lay my head, oh, I will sing. 
Praise you, Heavenly Father. Family, would you lift your hands this morning? Would you just thank him? Father, we give you all of the praise, all of the glory for your goodness, for your mercy. Praise you, God, that you're with us in the midst of the storm, that you're with us on the mountain of triumph. But no matter what, you are with us and you are our God. All my life, you have been faithful a God that never quits, a God that never fails, and a God that never leaves. Praise you, God. Father, we thank you for your faithfulness, that it is your character and your nature to always be on our side. For surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Isn't that good? Isn't his promise to you good, that goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life. It doesn't say that it's always going to be sunny. It doesn't say that it's always going to be roses and smiles, but it says no matter what, goodness and mercy will be with me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Would you say that? Say forever. I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Isn't that good? Father, we give you all the glory your goodness and your mercy, God, who you are. Every single day, we walk in your goodness and your mercy as we dwell next to you, our loving Heavenly Father. We give you all the praise and the glory. Father, thank you for each heart that is in this room this morning, all of those that are gathered watching online, that your word would be taught this morning, that our hearts are open. Holy Spirit, lead us and guide us and reveal things to us through your word that we haven't seen before. Strengthen us, Lord. Give us your peace and your wisdom and your understanding. Help us to truly know that goodness and mercy, your goodness and your mercy, like nothing the world has to offer, but your goodness and your mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives. And we will dwell with you in your house forever. If you agree with that, family, would you say amen? Isn't he good? Would you turn and shake hands with somebody this morning? Let them know that you love them, that you're glad they're in church today. Praise you, Heavenly Father. At this time, we'll go ahead and dismiss the kids as well. Kids, you can head off to your class. Miss Karen is waiting in the back for you. I don't know about you, but standing up front, I could hear every single one of you in worship this morning, and what a blessing you were. Some of you sound amazing. It says we make a joyful noise unto the Lord. It doesn't matter what you sound like here on earth, but you're making a joyful noise to the Lord. Aren't you glad for his mercy with some of our singing voices? But I loved it this morning that as we're up front, Pastor Beth and I are up front, you could just hear the whole congregation in worship. Guys, that's why we gather together. Isn't it good to be together, to lift up the name of the Most High, to worship our Heavenly Father, and just be with people who are focused on one thing, one faith, one God? 
Isn't that good? Amen. That's why we come to church. If you are watching online, we want to welcome you this morning as well. But anytime you are in the area or have the chance to be here, be here. There's nothing like being at church on a Sunday morning, starting your week off, surrounded by people who are focused on their Heavenly Father. Amen. Uh, we want to remind you guys, in the seat backs in front of you, there are connect cards as well. That's prayer requests. That's if you're new to the church. If you have anything that you want us to know, you grab those cards, you fill them out. It gives us your information, uh, and it lets us know what's going on in your life. So never be afraid to grab those and check those out. Even if you've been with us for 35 years, don't be afraid to get connected. Amen? Uh, just wanted to give you guys a quick update on Pastor Mike. He is getting stronger every day. Amen? Amen. <laughs> Pastor Mike, uh, for, for about the past week or so, was in, uh, in the ICU so they could monitor him and watch as they were doing the medications and stuff. And this week, he has been moved out to more of a therapy ward where they have him going through a rigorous schedule every day, right? And for what I've been told, every single day, he's getting exponentially stronger uh, and growing uh, back to where he's going to. You know, Pastor Mike doesn't miss very many services, so don't be surprised when he's back here really, really, really quick, and we'll give God all the glory, amen? But he is doing well every day. Pastor, we love you. We miss you. Welcome. Get back here soon, sir. We, we love you. We appreciate everything you do for us. Uh, but rest well, Pastor Beth, and the rest of the staff have got your back. Your church family loves you. Amen. Uh, we want to remind you guys of a couple things that are coming up. Uh, next week, we have Pastor John and Alba Ramek coming in. Uh, they are coming to visit us from uh, Bogota, Colombia. Is that where they're at, Pastor Beth? In Bogota, Colombia, been missionaries in Latin America since September of 1984. Uh, Pastor, I'm not going to say the name of their church, but directors of Rama Colombia, they're just awesome people. They've been with us before. Uh, they minister a great message, and he has energy for days, so come and be part of that next week uh, and be blessed. Uh, you know, as pastor is away, you are going to be filled with the word from people that our pastors trust, and you don't have to worry about coming on a Sunday and getting some, some hokey-pokey message. You're going to get filled with the word. You're going to get inspired and encouraged, right? Weren't the Lamberts a blessing to us? As, as we're talking about the Lamberts, we want to remind you guys that they do have books uh, out there. There's only a handful of copies left of each book that they have. Guys, go buy them out. We don't want to ship books back to them. Go buy them out. The books are awesome. He has one called Priority in Prayer, uh, The Key to Revival. That's, there's a lot of that going on in the country right now. Amen. You guys, even if you can't be out there physically being part of it, let's be praying for what God is doing across the country right now and across the world. Priority in prayer, number one, the key to revival. His second book, You and Your Whole House, Prayer and Salvation for Your Family. How many of you know we need to be praying for our families every day? Okay, don't let that one go. But those are great books by Fred Lambert, who was here last week, admitted, uh, ministered a great message for us, encouraged us all. What a blessing that was. So get out there and bless them. Bye. There's only a handful of books left, so get out there and grab those as well. Uh, we had our first small group Wednesday, this past Wednesday. What a blessing. Who was there? Raise your hand if you were there. There you are. I see you all. It was such a blessing uh, for the people that were there. I heard nothing but great reports. How many of you uh, got to meet or talk with somebody longer on Wednesday night than you ever have on a Sunday morning here at the church. Yeah, look it. Guys, that's why we do it. We're building family, but we talked about the God kind, the God kind of love, from love the way to victory from Kenneth Hagin's book, about a 15-minute message, and we went into small group discussion, and what a blessing it was. So thank you to all of our small group leaders that led the tables for everyone that's there. If you missed week one, that's not a prerequisite for having to be at week two. So come join us this week. We're going to do it for the next three weeks as well. So come be part of each and every one of those uh, and be blessed by that time together. And it was good to be back in church on a Wednesday night. Amen.
Uh, next week, we have our 55-plus group. They're going to be heading down to Lucille's after the church service uh, to eat some good food. They meet every second Sunday uh, of the month, so make sure if you qualify uh, for that uh, specific age group or if you're just underneath it but you want to go enjoy some really good food, uh, you know, put some extra gray in your hair that day and go eat some amazing barbecue. Oh, I can't talk about... The, the, <laughs> I'm too young to talk about this group, apparently. I I know, but I don't color my hair. I do have some grays. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. But either way, go enjoy some amazing food and fellowship. That that group always has a good time. And they pick some amazing spots to eat. So uh, Lucille's next week after the service. If you have questions, you can see uh, Miss Starr, who is sitting here in the second row, uh, or get some more information at the information table as well. Um, now that I've put my foot in my mouth enough, I'm going to ask the ushers to come forward. Uh, there's offering envelopes in the seat backs there in front of you if you need one. Uh, the information on how to give online is also uh, up on the screen above us. Isn't it good to be able to give? You know, God doesn't bless you just so you can bless yourself. He's a God of more than enough. The, the more than enough isn't just to go in your back pocket for a rainy day. He's the God that provides for you every single day. He gives you more than enough because he has work to do in this world. Amen? Isn't it good to be able to give? Would you pray with me? Father, we thank you that you always take care of us. You always watch out for us and you always provide for us, God. Help us to have a generous heart to continue to give towards your work, the things that you're doing here, the things that, uh, that your plans and purposes have to accomplish around this earth. Your word says that it is good to be able to give, and it's better to give than to receive. So God, if for no other purpose, we simply take you at your word, and we obey you with our tithes and our offerings. God, take this, use it, accomplish your plans and purposes. We give you all the praise and all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, when you get the chance to give, would you join us for this last song?
Before you're seated, why don't you turn around and shake hands with a few people around you. Hallelujah. Then you may be seated. Thank the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Well, it's good to be together. Hallelujah. Worshiping the Lord. You know, my uh, granddaughter, uh, we got to church, and she came, and she saw me in Pastor Mike's office, and she was crying. And she said to me, I'm so sad, Nama, because Papa's not here today. And so she's very sad. And so I brought her in, and I sat her down, and I said, honey, I said, we shouldn't be sad. I said, Papa's here with, here with us in spirit. And she was sad. And then I just said, you know what? You should take all that sadness and I said, and you should just, instead instead of being sad, you just take it and you just pray for Papa. And then she laughed. And she said, and then she just started laughing. And that is how she interpreted praying for Papa. And you know, that's exactly what I'm going to be speaking about today, about, is about the power of praise. I didn't teach her that. I didn't say that. I don't know that I've ever taught her that. But she just automatically, as a child, interpret how do we pray for Papa? Or how do we pray for anything really in life? What we do is the highest type of prayer, the highest type of faith is praise. Hallelujah. So she's just a perfect uh, illustration of that. So I did want to give you a few more deals, uh, details in pa pastorship, Chip, pastorship, pastor Chip. Uh, for those of you I don't know, in case you weren't here, in case you didn't know, a week ago Friday, Pastor Mike had what the doctors called a moderate stroke. He was talking very well the day afterward. And um, 
He was, he was doing so well that on Monday, he's been in the ICU. But the only reason he's been in the ICU that long is because of all things, this is quite interesting, uh, they want, uh, he, they have to have his blood pressure raised. Because, this is interesting if you think about it, pressure, he needed pressure in his brain for that, bl for the thinner blood to flow through and make new pathways. And so they were just basically waiting on medication to do that. And um, they just kind of, you know, they have to try a few things and then they have to check with, you know, your insurance and all that. And so that's really the only reason he was in ICU that long. Um, but on Monday after he was in ICU, on Monday, he goes, uh, Beth, call Katie for me. That's our daughter. Um, I didn't know, you know, what, what did he, whatever. I didn't ask. I dialed the phone. I put her, gave it to him. And then he said to her, he goes, I'm going to try to be his voice as much as I can. Katie, Annie, honey, I need you to do me a favor. Okay, Dad, what? He goes, you know the hat? It's over there. Uh, it's right over there off of uh, Lake Forest down there by the freeway. Uh-huh. I want you to go down there, and I want you to get me a pastrami and corned beef sandwich. He said, Katie, help me if I forget anything. Ek, double, double meat? Double meat. Pastrami and corned beef, ladies, wives. Pastrami and corned beef, right? And then he said, and I want extra Thousand Island dressing, extra sauerkraut, extra pickles. And, of course, he didn't want too many carbs. No bread. So the good wife that I am, I sat there for a few minutes, got up, went in the hallway, and tattletailed on him to his nurse. And so I told her, I said, I don't know. Should he be eating this? Is he on any kind of a special diet or anything? She goes, well, it's a modified. It's a modified, not, not modified cholesterol, low cholesterol and um, fat diet, low fat diet. And I go, well, this is what he's asking my daughter to do. And, and she's a sweet girl. She's young and so sweet. She was like a substitute nurse. And, um, and so she said, I'll, I'll take care of it for you, Mrs. Webb. And I go, well, I'm happy to do it. You know, I'm happy to, to go and say something, you know. No, I'll, I'll do it for you. And so I thought, okay, well, great. So I had to go out for a minute. So she went in. And when I came back in, of course, I found out, basically. You know, honestly, the CEO of the hospital could have told her, I want Mr. Webb, Pastor Webb, whatever you want to call him, I want him to have this kind of a diet. She would have gone in there. If he would have told her that, her let's just say the top boss, and she would have gone in there, and he would have looked at her, and his Pastor Mike's very calm, strong way with a few words, he would have looked at her and said, I don't care what the CEO said. I want a pastrami and corned beef sandwich brought to me. And I'm telling you, that girl, whatever he said to her, whatever he did, she melted. She caved. She caved. She, she let him have it. But, aha, uh -huh. Katie and I were working behind the scenes, and he didn't get it that day. But anyway, it was not because we were against him. It just didn't work out. But anyway, thank the Lord, and he hasn't asked for it since. So I haven't had to do any of <laughs> those things anyway. He is, he's doing well. As Pastor Chip said, he was moved out of ICU, and he's going to be in the um, 
in like the rehab unit for a little while. You know, they say a week or two, so we'll see. Um, he's stronger. He talks well. He um, He's in good spirits. Um, he um, Thankfully, he can... Uh, read his iPad and have music on or do whatever he wants to do on his iPad so he doesn't hear all the things going on around him. But he's doing well, and um, so we're, we're really grateful for that. We appreciate we've had such an outpouring of, of love from people, not just in our church family or in our church family who now lives in another part of the country, which is a lot, but um, our, our friends who are ministers. Um, in fact, I just heard from one, one friend who is in Pakistan, and he even on his um, Facebook had to change his name to uh, for protection. And even he had heard about uh, Pastor Mike over there, and he was telling us that he's standing with us and praying with us. So we have so much support and so much love, and we have so many people who are standing with us. So we are not alone. Praise the Lord. And I encourage you, come expecting next week with um, Pastor John and Alba. Uh, they will be a blessing. They've started many churches and Bible schools. They're really sent and apostles to the country of Colombia, and he always has a very strong message. Come expecting, because with how much we expect is how much we will receive. So let's come expecting for that. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. A good report I wanted to give you. We um, prayed for, um, we have for Russell, uh, the gentleman, Angela Capps' nephew, and Angela is here today. She just came back, and a miracle, he, he should have died. He should have been dead already numerous days ago, and he is not dead. And even the doctors are amazed at what, and they have said, the miracle that is happening in Russell. So when you think of Russell or you speak Russell's name, let's thank God for Russell, for Lindsay Leland, for Pastor Mike. You know, I'm getting into my message, but... Let's not just pray, but let's thank God. If we believe that God has heard us, then we thank God, and we're people of praise. Amen. Okay, so let's stand, and we're going to pray together before we get into the word today. Stand one more time. Hallelujah. Lord, we're so thankful for the word of God that is our strength, for the word of God that is our stability, and for the Holy Spirit who is our helper. We thank you, Father, that you strengthen our church family with your mighty power by your spirit in their inner man. We are infused with the energy and the power of the Holy Ghost and that you remind us of the word of God that we know. Have your way in us, O Lord. We thank you for your presence here today. Speak to our hearts in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Okay, you may be seated. Praise the Lord. Um, Pastor Chip mentioned this, and many of you may know about this, but um, there began several weeks ago, I think early February, perhaps, um, a, uh, a revival at a church or at a school, excuse me, Asbury uh, College. Originally, it was uh, Methodist some years ago, but then now it's Wesleyan. And after a chapel service, there were, how many of you have heard about this? Could you raise your hand? Most. All right, how many of you have not heard about this? Raise your hand. 
A few, okay. And so um, it's really not in the news, you know. It's on social media, and then CBN has also been reporting it as well. And so a few students just stayed after um, that chapel service uh, about a month ago and just started seeking God and praying and worshiping. And it was contagious in that for two weeks, for 24-7, the students of the university were in this chapel. It seats, I don't know, maybe 1,000 to 2,000. And just in that chapel, worshiping the Lord, was not instigated by any um, of the faculty or any ministers. It was just spontaneous. The young people were seeking God. And then word got out. Of course, I very much respect the university and that they were um, very protective about it not being, uh, what's the word, exploited. Because it was the spirit of God that was moving. And, you know, nowadays everybody wants (laughs) wants self-glory and all this. And they were very protective of that and they guarded it and I really respect them but word still got out and um, I had heard a number of 50,000 people had come there I don't know if that's the most accurate number but people were coming from all over the U.S. and um, you can see and I we tried to uh, get a few video clips of them worshiping there this morning, but the way it's on a reel or it's on TikTok, and that's mostly the way that it was, it doesn't translate. We can't get it up to our screens so that I can show you. But it was simple. It was mostly a cappella. No fanfare, no, no hype. It was just the large majority of young people seeking God and worshiping God. So I'm going to ask you guys to go ahead and throw up. This is the only picture I had because we were really trying to get the video. I was trying to do Vizio. But this picture that they have, um, I, I don't remember. I don't remember what university this was. But it spread now to other universities. Okay, it started at Asbury Wesleyan, Asbury Wesleyan, and then it's at Baylor, which is not a, a Christian university. It's at Texas A&M. I wrote down some of the places. Ohio State University, Oral Roberts University, Western, oh, I can't even read my own writing, Louisiana Baptist, Louisiana State These are just some of the reports as to where it's spread to. And it's the young people that are just seeking God and realizing we we need God. And they're, they're praying for their generation. They're praying for a revival. They're praying for an outpouring of the Spirit of God. They, they know that they need more of God. And, you know, even like this picture here shows them some are just even meeting outside. And in parks. And there was one that I was hoping to get up. There was a picture of a young man. And he was being baptized in a, um, 
water fountain <laughs> somewhere at one of the universities. They were, he, they were baptizing him. It was another report of a young man uh, talking about there was somebody there who had not walked in 20 years. And these young people, they're young people. They're not ministers. These young people just gather around him, and they prayed. And this guy, he hadn't, he hadn't walked in 20 years, and he began to walk. There was a testimony of that. Oh, oh, yay. Oh, they got more pictures. How did you do that? I don't know. I don't even know. Brian did it. Oh, magic fingers. And um, let's see what else uh, did I want to tell you. Um, oh, uh, you know, these are, these are folk that are not spirit-filled, many of them. Such, when you listen to them, you know, go, go to my Facebook wall if you're on Facebook, and I posted numerous video of that. And it, it is just so inspiring. In fact, I've found some different live feeds of it. And the just the sweetness of the, it's just a simplicity. We love Jesus comes through the video. Young people, what have we been praying? What have we even said this year? Start it saying this year. Throw the, throw the slide up. Let's say it now. Yes, I know we're going to say it together. And then we'll come back to these slides, Ryan. This is our, okay, well, let's see if you know it by heart. There it is. This is our year of jubilee. We expect manifestations of the Holy Ghost and power. We believe for financial miracles and miracles of healing in Jesus' name. Amen. We believe for that. So with these, you know, some of these young people, they're, they're not filled with the Holy Spirit. But there were reports, and I listened to personal testimony and personal reports, that, as some of them were just there worshiping God. So the presence of God. They, some of them just began to speak in tongues. Other ones, they just started praying for people. Uh, many have been delivered from drugs. Many have been delivered from a lot of different um, things that were bondages that were holding them back that they testified to. So God is moving. Hallelujah. And one thing that I thought was so precious about it was that you have all these denominations of people. What has the devil been so trying to do in the last few years? I've spoken to it a few times. Divide. Divide families. Divide the body of Christ. Divide. Get upset. Get, up, get offended. You know, the devil just talking to people's minds and whispering thoughts to people's minds, negative thoughts. And um, uh, he's tried to divide. But, you know, there's one thing. And when people all begin to worship God, and really just basic bottom line, we believe the gospel and we love Jesus together. Okay, so we may not agree on how to baptize. You know, we may not agree on a lot of things, but we can agree around that. And worship has been such a unifier in this. Hallelujah. So what I wanted to just uh, share with you from my heart for a few minutes this morning is on the power of praise. Hallelujah. So um, in Revelation chapter 5, the first thing we know is that there is worship in heaven. Think about it. We don't know a lot of things about heaven. We know a few things about heaven, but we don't know everything about heaven. But one thing that we know is that there is worship in heaven. Uh, we'll start reading in Revelation 5, and the first verse is verse 8. 
And when he had taken the book, the four beasts and four and twenty elders fell down before the lamb, having every one of them harps and golden vials full of odors, which are the prayers of saints. And they sung a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof. For thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation, and has made unto unto our God, made us unto our God, kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. And I beheld, and I heard the voice of many angels round about the throne, and the beasts and the elders and the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. And every creature which is in heaven and on the earth and under the earth, such as are in the sea and all that in them, I heard saying, Blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that sits on the throne and unto the lamb forever and ever. And the four beasts said, Amen. And the four and twenty elders fell down and worshipped him that liveth forever and ever. Also, we know that praise is the really, many have said this, is the highest type of prayer. Or praise is the, is the demonstration of our, faith, of our faith. The Bible says, praise stills the enemy and the avenger. First uh, Timothy 1.1, it says, I will... Uh, Better look at it really quick. I will that. First of all, yeah, I will. I can, I was going to quote it. I will then, first of all, that supplications, prayers, giving of intercessions, and the fourth one, and giving of thanks be made for all men. Hallelujah. Giving of thanks, having a thankful heart, having a thankful attitude, having praise coming from our lips. There is power and there is strength in praise and in worship. Why? It shows us that we believe God. It shows us that we have trust in him and what he has promised to us. Okay, I want you to uh, turn with me, if you will, to Joshua chapter 6. Joshua chapter 6, and we're going to read this story about the walls of Jericho. In Hebrews 11.30, it says, By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they had been encircled for seven days. So they fell down by faith. And we're going to see what it says. And I know you guys know the story. Uh, uh, we're going to see what it says that they did and what was considered faith. Hallelujah. We'll start in verse 6. And Joshua, the son of Nun, called the priests and said unto them, Take up the ark of the covenant, and let seven priests bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark of the Lord. And he said unto the people, Pass on, encompass the city, and let him that is armed pass on before the ark of the Lord. And it came to pass when Joshua had spoken unto the people that the seven priests bearing the seven trumpets of ram's horns passed on before the Lord and blew with the trumpets and the ark of the covenant of the Lord. Let's see. 
yeah, I'm going to read all this. And it came to pass when Joshua had spoken unto uh, the people that the seven priests bearing the seven trumpets of ram's horns passed on before the Lord and blew with the trumpets and the ark of the covenant of the Lord, the ark of the covenant signified and held at that time the presence of God. And the armed men went before the priests that blew with the trumpets. And the reward came after the ark, the priests going on and blowing with trumpets. And Joshua had commanded the people, saying, You shall not shout, nor make any noise with your voice, neither shall any word proceed out of your mouth until the day I bid you shout, then shall you shout. I've really been meditating. I'm just going to take a side trip here. I've really been meditating on because the Holy Spirit has spoken to me, which Pastor Mike has preached this very often in um, John uh, 15. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will. How important it is that we monitor the words that we say. If we want an effective prayer life, then when we're not praying, we need to keep track of the words that we speak. If, we're, if, we're, if we complain, if we speak doubt, if we speak fear, if we gossip, if we slander, that hinders our prayer life. That's huge. Do we want our prayers answered so that every word that we speak counts? We think before we talk. Is what I'm about to say, does it line up with the word of God? Not that you're speaking Bible verses all day long. We're not doing that. But is this in line with the Bible? Or am I complaining? Or am I backbiting? Or am I, what, whatever we might do, words like that, they are idle words and they're non-productive. If, if when we get really serious about the words that we speak and do it, I am, Lord, I am guarding the words of my mouth. Because the most important thing to me is to have my prayers answered. The most important thing for me is for me to know that when I speak, a few words even, God formed the universe out of just a few words. He said, let there be light. He said just a few words, but there was so much power in those words. Light was. And so for us, you know, uh, God was wise, of course. I mean, like understatement of the century. Do I even need to say God was wise? But to say, don't have them speak at all. Why? What might they do? Speak doubt. Like we're supposed to do what? We think that the children of Israel aren't going to be complaining up a storm. God knows human nature. Complainer, complaining, complaining. And I'm sure the wives were trying to tell their husbands what to do. I can say that because I'm a wife. Husbands, you're not allowed to say stuff like that, but I can say it because I'm a wife. So he said, uh, don't even make any noise with your voice, neither shall any word proceed out of your mouth until the day that I bid you shout, then shall you shout. So the ark of the Lord compassed the city. The presence of the Lord was with them in the ark of the covenant going about it once, and they came into the camp and lodged in the camp. And Joshua rose early in the morning 
oh, Joshua and I were alike. And the priests took up the ark of the Lord, and seven priests bearing seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark of the Lord went on continually and blew with the trumpets, and the armed men went before them, but the, the re-reward came after the ark of the Lord, the priests going on and blowing with the trumpets. And the second day, they compassed the city once and returned into the camp. So they did this for six days. And it came to pass, well, you know, six days I had to do it. Why didn't they only have to do it one day? Human nature would like it to only be one day. Come on, they would be complaining. Why do we have to do it this many days? You know, no. God said six days. Okay. So, um... And it came to pass on the seventh day that they rose early about the dawning of the day and compassed the city after the same manner seven times. Only on that day they compassed the city seven times. And it came to pass at the seventh time when the priests blew the trumpets, Joshua said unto the people, Shout, for the Lord has given you the city. Hallelujah. And we know the story how the walls of Jericho came down. Um, but he said, shout before, while the walls were still up. And he said, shout for the Lord has given you the city. It belonged to them before they even saw the walls come down. And they shouted. It's a spiritual principle. We shout while the walls are still up. You shout when you don't feel like shouting. You shout when you feel fear. You shout. Hallelujah. Okay, turn with me now to Acts chapter 16. Acts chapter 16. We're going to read this story about Paul and Silas. It's another one, another spiritual principle. Now, I am going to make this comment because this came to me this morning as I was praying. And, uh, uh, and I wrote down, I wrote this down, and it's somewhere. Hmm. Yeah. Regarding this whole revival thing, regarding the church, regarding the world and what's going on in the world. The devil and the power of darkness, evil, wicked leaders, can, cannot control the wind. And the Holy Spirit... On the day of Pentecost, he came in like a rushing mighty wind. And there's other references Jesus made to the Holy Spirit being like wind. You can't control it. You can't. So we never need to be afraid. Never need to be afraid. God is on the move. God hears the cries and the prayers of his people and the praises of his people. And you, the church cannot be controlled. They can't snuff it out. They can't do it. You cannot control the wind. Okay, in Acts chapter 16, we'll start reading in verse 9. And a vision appeared to Paul in the night. There stood a man of Macedonia and prayed him, saying, Come over into Macedonia and help us. And after he had seen the vision, immediately we endeavored to go into Macedonia to go into Macedonia, assuredly gathering that the Lord had called us unto them, called us for to preach the gospel unto them. And uh, let's see, I think we want to go down. Let's go down now to verse uh, 16. 
And it uh, came to pass as we went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with the spirit of divination met us, which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. The same followed Paul and, and us and cried, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God, which show unto us the way of salvation. And this did she many days. But Paul, being grieved, turned and said unto the spirit, I command thee. And of course, why didn't he do it at the first day? Because the Holy Spirit didn't give it to him that first day. But he did it when he was unctioned by the Holy Spirit to say that. He said to that spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out the same hour. And when her masters saw that the hope of their gains was gone, they caught Paul and Silas and drew them into the marketplace unto the rulers and brought them to the magistrates, saying, These men, being Jews, do exceedingly trouble our city and teach customs which are not lawful for us to receive, neither to observe, being Romans. But the multitude rose up together against them, and the magistrates rent off their clothes and commanded to beat them. And when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely. We were uh, in one of the uh, prisons where they were kept. I don't remember if it was this one. I think it was this one. And they, the prisons there, my, oh, my husband uh, can tell these stories so much better than I can. But they were in these prisons like you were sometimes in there and like be, when it rained, water would go into the prison and you would be in there like in water. And like rats would be, <laughs> rats would be swimming around in there with you. And I mean, it wasn't, it was just the most austere of situations or what these prisons were like. I'm not saying that in this situation they were there, but it was described to us when we were over, uh, over there that uh, uh, what, what it could be like in some of these prisons. Uh, what verse was I on? Ran out of their clothes. Am I, am I on 23? And when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into the prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely, who, having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet fast in the stocks. Verse 25. And at midnight. This is literally midnight in the middle of the night. But it also has a spiritual significance in the midnight of your life. In the midnight of my life. It's a principle. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed. There is not a period after the word prayed. It did not say Paul and Silas prayed. End of the verse, end of the chapter. It says, and Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. Hallelujah. And it doesn't say, and they did it really quietly because they were very timid. It says, and the prisoners heard them. Hallelujah. They were, it was at midnight, and what was, what was their M.O.? And what should be our M.O. at midnight? You pray and sing praises unto God. So much so that people can hear you. Don't be timid about it. It doesn't mean you're always loud or we're always loud about it. But it does mean that there are times we should be loud. We should raise up our voices to God with a loud voice on high. 
And what happened? Verse 26. And suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were open and everyone's bands were loosed. Hallelujah. So you could see then, you know, then the jailer then, he got born again. His whole family got born again. And so uh, the result that came not just of them being set free from that prison and that bondage, but also uh, other people, hallelujah, were born again. Okay, turn with me now to Philippians chapter 4. So, so praise brings victory. Praise, uh, as we praise God, it's a principle that we saw here from the walls of Jericho. There are others, we only use those two. But from the walls of Jericho and from Paul and Silas in prison, that whatever we're facing, we pray and sing praises and deliverance comes and victory comes. But it's not just praying, it's praying and singing praises. Why? Praises is the highest type of faith. If we believe that God heard our prayer, then we don't walk around with a sad, a sad look on our face. We walk around with joy. Hallelujah. Which is why every day we need to feed on God's word. Find out what works for you. Put on worship music and worship God. Uh, read the word of God. I will tell you, I love and what helps me so much is I listen to YouTubes. You can get them in YouTubes. I think we have some, some back there in our bookstore. I don't know. Kenneth Hagen. You know, there's just such a difference between listening to a, an internet preacher or a TV preacher who is giving you information. It's good. I'm not knocking it. It's good. There's a difference because we can get in good information and whatever they're preaching, feeding your spirit. There's a big difference. Getting information, and, and we need that. It's fine. It's good. I am not knocking. But if you have that only, and you're not being fed the word of God, if you're not reading the word of God on your own, and fellowshipping with God on your own, and listen to teaching that is teaching the word, then your spirit is being fed. How important it is in the day that we live that our spirits are being fed. People are getting so much information now, but it is not the milk of the word, and it is not the meat of the word, and when the crisis of life comes to you, and I promise you, everybody that lives on this earth, they think, oh, you know, well, <laughs> I'm such a good parent, I'm just going to teach my kids so well, I'll never have any problems with my kids. Okay, that, that does happen occasionally. Occasionally, occasionally that does happen. But some crisis will come to everyone's life. Why? Because Satan is the God of this world, and we still live in this world, and we're still human beings. But, and the psalm says, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. If you wait to get faith when, when, until you need faith, you're gonna, it's going to be tough. You're not going to be able to do that. Smith Wigglesworth said it. We must keep ourselves in the word of God and in fellowship with one another and, and be diligent about it. You know, even if you're not facing something, you are just got to put that word into us. You know, 
it's, you know, just because our minds, you don't get to the point in life and you go, okay, well, let's see, I was born again, and I've even been going to Pastor Mike's church for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, so my mind is renewed. No. We have to continually be renewed in the spirit of our minds. Think about it. How are, how are children and teenagers? The Bible can, the Bible, um, references or or talks about spiritual growth like natural growth okay so when you have a baby you know they eat and and even my grandchildren and my uh, my my children when they were really young they they ate a lot of things that then at about age maybe four or five or six all of a sudden they were loving raisins and now they'll never have my kids will never have another raisin in their life and yet they were crazy about them for the first four three years you know of their life and so, you know, babyhood is one thing. And then childhood, oh, they're hungry and they're excited. Mom and dad are everything. We love mom and dad. They're the center of our world. And then they get to be middle school. And they're trying to be a little bit cool. And um, there are exceptions. There are some children who don't, who aren't like this. I know a few. But... Um, but anyway, then they get to be teenagers, and suddenly they know a little. And all, all of a sudden, they know everything better than mom and dad. They are the experts about everything. And mom and dad, they're old, they're old-fashioned. What do they know? You know, I don't have to really listen to every word quite so closely. You know, they're just fuddy-duddies. And then they grow a little bit more, and they become real adults. And they face some things in their life. That's not so easy. Suddenly, they start listening to their mom and dad again. Like mom and dad have experienced a lot of things, and they've got a lot of wisdom, and they, and they change. Well, spiritual growth is a lot like natural growth. And we must always be seeking after the Lord and realize, you know, the Bible says we know nothing yet as we ought to know. None of us. And Pastor Mike and I have been privileged to have been around and to know some real fathers in the faith. We were close to some of these men. T.L. Osborne and Brother Hagen. Uh, I don't remember any names right now, of course. Dr. Roy Hicks, different ones. We, were, we knew them. You know what? They were the most humble of men. They didn't act like they knew anything. In fact, they offered very little unless you asked them a question. Here they, here they were, had walked with God and had so much wisdom. We were just young people in our 20s and our 30s. And uh, my husband was wise. He would ask questions. And then we would be around some other younger people, and all they did was talk and talk about themselves and talking about foolish stuff. We were just smart enough to just keep our mouth shut. Hallelujah. Well, I don't know how I got off on all of that. <laughs> Does anybody have any idea where I was? Pastor Chip, can you read my mind? Let's see how well you can do. How well? Were you texting somebody? I love him. That's why I can tease him. It's fine. Uh, I'll get it back. Uh Natural, natural growth is a lot like spiritual growth. And so we must always be open. Oh, this was what I wanted to share. It says, there's another scripture. It says, knowledge puffs up, but love edifies. 
God cannot work through a church and through people that we think we know it all. Thank God for the truth that we know. Thank the Lord for the light that we have. But, but we must always also respect everyone in the body of Christ. I remember when I first got filled with the Holy Spirit. I was so excited about it. I knew about healing, and I knew about the Holy Spirit, and I was young, both spiritually and naturally, and I thought, those Baptists, what do they know? Oh, brother, I, sh I was showing where I was at. We should have such, and I have, and all of us, if the people are preaching the truth of the gospel, no matter where we are, we need each other. If we're all embracing being born again and living for Jesus and the Bible and the basic fundamentals of the gospel, then we, we should never think of ourselves as better than someone else. We're supposed to be, we're supposed to serve one another and love one another. Hallelujah. And so the uh, knowledge will puff you up. You get a little bit of knowledge. That's what happens with teenagers. They get a little bit of knowledge and suddenly they know more than their parents. <laughs> anyway, okay, Philippians chapter four. And uh, we'll look at verses four through eight. Rejoice in the Lord always. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're to rejoice in the Lord always. Why? Because we trust in him. I like that old song, leaning on the everlasting arms. What a fellowship. What a joy divine, leaning on the everlasting arms. What a blessedness. What a peace is mine, leaning on the everlasting arms. Leaning, leaning, safe and secure from all alarms. Leaning, Leaning, leaning on the everlasting arms. If you know that song, yeah. So because we trust in him, because we rest in him, his peace is ours. We can rejoice always. And it is up to us to stay in that place. You know, we labor to enter into rest doesn't just happen. In other words, you have, to, you have to do certain things to be at rest. You have to do certain things to be at peace. Verse 5, let your moderation be known unto all men. We should keep a testimony to those within the church and without the church of being honest people, of handling our fears honestly, of not being drunkards, of not being wild people. But being moderate and being temperate and being diligent in our lives. Then verse there's six. Be careful for nothing or don't worry about anything. Why not? Because he is with us. He is with us. He is in us. He will never leave us for forsake us. You know, you have to preach to yourself. Some of you aren't used to it. And it's not necessarily hard, easy to do by yourself. But I encourage you to do it. I encourage you to say those words, to say the words to the Lord each morning. I refuse to worry because, Lord, I trust in you. You have to say it out of your mouth. You can't just think it. You have to say it. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. What's the next two words? 
with thanksgiving. Hallelujah. Having a thankful heart is walking in the spirit. And you know, if we have a thankful heart and we are expressing thanks to the Lord, we're not going to have a critical spirit. People who have a critical spirit are not walking in the spirit. If we're having a thankful heart to the Lord, we're not going to be judging one another. People who judge other people, they are not walking in the spirit. We won't be complaining. We won't be backbiting. And then verse 7, and the peace of God. What a valuable thing, the peace of God. Valuable. Which passes all understanding. It shall keep your hearts your heart, it'll keep your heart, and it'll keep your mind. So when those thoughts come to your mind of doubt or fear, whatever those thoughts are that are not lining up with the word of God, you catch it right then, and what's the first thing you do? You speak the word. You speak the word. If you can't speak the word, get out your Bible or get out your phone. Get out your Bible and start reading scripture. You can play now you can play scripture on your phone, you can read scripture on your phone. It's so easy. And it will build you up to where then, okay, all right, yes, that's good. That's a good word and then you speak it. Amen. The peace of God will keep your heart and mind. Verse 8. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things I, I mixed them up. Are pure lovely, and of good report. If there's virtue or any praise, think on these things. We will not stay in the peace of God unless we guard our thinking. Uh, I mentioned uh, we were close to uh, Dr. Roy and Margaret Hicks. Do anybody remember Dr. Hicks? Does anybody know them? Very few. Anyway, he, godly man, he's been with the Lord now probably, oh, goodness, 20 years ago. He was um, in the high up in the um, Foursquare denomination, which was started by Amy Simple McPherson in the early 1900s. And uh, they had a lot of those churches up here along the West Coast. It was mainly. And, um, and uh, his son was 50 years old when he was Dr. Hicks's son. Uh, I, he was a junior. He was in a car or not a car, an airplane accident at age 50. And we had known um, Dr. Hicks and Margaret at that point, maybe about 15 years. They lived in San Marcos. We'd been in their home and fellowship with them. He'd spoken at the church. And um, wonderful, wise people. We are so grateful to the Lord that we knew them for some years. Anyway, when their son died, he was 75 when, uh, when his son died. And um, they told us, you know, they said, of everything now in 75 years of our life that we have seen, they were in charge of, a, I don't know how many hundreds of churches. So they, they knew so many things. They'd faced so many things. They said, losing our son was the hardest thing we have ever faced. And um, actually, um, uh, we've talked to some others saying the same thing. And this is what Margaret told me. She goes, worship music is what keeps us in the peace of God. Hallelujah. And so there's power in our worship. There's power. It brings deliverance. Uh, 
and it brings victory, but it also brings the peace of God. They said that was the only thing that could keep them in the peace of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So I want us just now, uh, just at the end, if uh, Jess, you want to come, we're just going to stand and worship the Lord a little bit. Hallelujah. Oh, she's running. It's all right. We're patient. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we love you. Thank you for your word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah for the promises of God. And whatever it is that you're facing, whatever, whatever it is, I want you to picture it. I want you to look at that, and I want you to just thank God for the victory. <laughs> Laugh at the devil like my little granddaughter. She didn't, her, her prayer was not to pray for Papa. Her prayer was to laugh. Why? Victory is ours. Hallelujah. So I've asked him to come and why don't we, uh, well, you can stand or sit. I don't really care. But we're just going to worship for just a little bit here at the end before we leave. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Why don't we stand? Let's stand. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Lord, we worship you. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Check, check, check. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Let's sing Jesus. Jesus.
Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we worship you. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Blessing and honor and glory unto you, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, we magnify you. We glorify you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph in Christ. <laughs> glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> oh, blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your mighty name. Hallelujah. 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 Ha. Oh, blessing and glory and honor unto you, O oh Lord. Ha, ha, ha. Thanks be unto God. Thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph. Hallelujah. We stir up the gift of God in us. Ha, ha, ha. Lord, you are good and your mercy endures forever. You are faithful to all generations. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. We rejoice in the Lord always. And again, we say rejoice. We choose to rejoice. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, Lord, you are good. You are good. You are good. You are faithful and true. Hallelujah. There is none like unto you. Ha, 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 ha. We will not fear, we will not doubt, for surely the Lord always leads us out. Ha 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 ha. Thank you, Lord. Father, we are grateful and we are thankful for what you've begun that we talked about earlier in the service. For what you have begun in these young people, Father. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's an answer to our prayer. And we rejoice. We're so grateful, Lord, where it's happening. And, and these young people who are turning their hearts to you, Father. <laughs> and we continue to thank you, Lord, for the rain. For the rain of God that falls upon America. For the rain of God that falls upon the earth. For the rain of God that falls here in California. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, brasava de deste. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. Thank you that you grant unto your servants that with all boldness they would speak your word and by stretching forth your hand to heal that signs and wonders would be done by the name of thy holy child Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, send forth labors into the harvest. For the harvest is great and labors are few. And you told us to pray that labors would be sent forth. Hallelujah. So we pray for that, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We purpose to be people of thanksgiving. We purpose to be people of praise. That words only of love and praise come from our lips. And faith. That when we speak, it brings peace 
to those we come in contact with. For Lord, you are in us and you are with us. We thank you for living big in us, oh Lord. You are God and there's no one like you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We worship you. We worship you, Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. 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 We worship you. We worship you. Mighty God. Hallelujah, we love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. Love you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Bless the Lord. Well, let's go from here with this attitude of worship. If you'd like to stay and just pray for a little bit, that'll be fine. And um, Ryan will pray for, play for just a little bit longer. So if you'd like to just stay and pray, that's fine. Sometimes people have children, they need to get them and take them. So that's fine too, praise the Lord. But let's just this week, let's just have attitudes of thanksgiving and praise, knowing that the Lord hears us. Amen. Praise the Lord. Have a blessed week. Don't forget that uh, Pastor John will be with us next week. And uh, don't miss that.